Welcome to Creepypasta, the Creepypasta podcast. I'm Jeff Kowalski, the host of the show. This is a podcast, and we talk about creepypastas, and they're usually not very good. This week is no exception. No, that's not true. This one's okay. (laughs) Anyway, before we get to that, I should introduce my guests. I have with me returning guest, Cole Petrachko. Hello, here I am. I'm on the internet. And brand new guest, Tara Hansen. Hi! Uh, and we have a story brought to us by Tara called Kagome Kagome, which is uh, an actual existing Japanese children's song, which I did not know when I read the story. Uh, but uh, there's also a terrible uh, creepypasta based on the, uh, I wouldn't say origin of the story, but it's like a creepy thing associated with the with the the song uh and there were two versions that Tara sent me one was uh very bad from the creepypasta <laughs> wikia uh i think that's the one that most people would be familiar with uh and then there's a much better retelling of it from another website uh Tara why don't you lead us through what this story is about okay so they they advertise it as one of the quote unquote true creepypastas cuz they're like oh it's based on fact but it's it's very obviously not yeah. thing. Um, it's based around like um, like experiments that Nazis did on Japanese orphans in uh, World War II. And their whole, the whole point of the experiments was to get rid of what they called the kill switch in people's brains that like signals their brain like, okay, you're fully developed, now you can start dying. So to like uh, discover immortality, these scientists would experiment on orphans to get rid of the kill switch so that the kids would just keep living forever. And of course, you know, horror ensues. Many children died. They were supposedly like buried um, behind this orphanage in the, I believe it's the Shimane Prefecture. It's like really close to Hiroshima because, you know, World War II, Japan, etc., yeah. etc. Et um, and it just talks about like after the children had these um, procedures, like they, many of them died. They had one success and then they had several other successes, but afterwards, the kids were just completely different. They would walk around and just, like, smile creepily. And they started to corner some of the caretakers and scientists and would force them to play this game called uh, Kagome Kagome, where the kids would circle around them and make, like, horrible faces, and if the person in the middle flinched, then they would lose. Of course, this is creepypasta, so, like, their faces would be all mutated and, like, evil and crazy, and it ends with, like, basically everyone running away from the facility, and now suppose if you visit the abandoned orphanages, the or the abandoned orphanage, the kids will still be there, and they'll force you to play. And if you flinch, then you know the, those people never came back. So who knows? Ah, yeah, yeah. And and in the the bad uh, wikia version of it, it's uh, not really made clear whether the children are like ghosts or spirits. Uh, but then in the other version, they're like, "Ooh, rumor says that they're not ghosts or spirits. They're just still alive from that time." Uh, and it's very shaky ground, but the idea of a, a children's game doing spooky things is very good, and I like that. Um, Cole, what did you think of this story? So, I really like the fact that there's this classic children's game being pulled in, where uh, yep. I don't think we described the game. So, the game is essentially a combination of sort of a you laugh, you lose kind of situation, where if you flinch, you lose, uh, and Ring Around the Rosie, where like you're a kid and you're in the middle and everybody joins hands and circles around you, trying to freak you out and make you flinch. 
so I think that that's definitely, uh, I have to assume it's a, a very like, oh yeah, this makes sense to me. I was a child and I played this game much in the same way that like, you know, Ring Around the Rosie is something that's familiar to me as both a child and now as an adult. It's like, oh, this harkens back to my, my, my child self. So this is, this adds that extra air of creepiness to it. Um, and then the fact that there are two sites with two different versions of the story, I have vastly different opinions on each of the versions of the story. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, I, I, I'm, I've got the Wikipedia article for the song open, and it's a pretty spooky song on its own without adding any, uh, like Nazi war crimes into the mix. Uh, the translation is, uh, the bird in the basket, w- uh, when, oh, when will it come out? In the night of dawn, the crane and turtle slipped. Who is behind you now? It's um, it's interesting to note that the version of the game that they use in the creepypasta is uh, not um, the most popular version. The version they use, like, and they also use this game in lots of things, like anime, um, the Fatal Frame games and stuff, is uh, the person in the middle is blindfolded, and everyone circles around them, and they sing the little song and it's super creepy because you know children singing creepy lyrics is you know quintessential scary story thing and then they all stop when the song is over and the person in the middle while blindfolded has to guess who is behind them so that's oh. like yeah that's the whole meaning of like who is behind you now um but i suppose that wouldn't i, I, I guess there's um the wiki says there's like different versions of the game depending on the prefecture and the region you're in so i assume that this is one that's i don't know maybe it's like the Hiroshima areas does this one I don't know yeah yeah it says there's a bunch of different uh, lyrics to it but they just give the common one Uh, and then there's uh, a list of meanings of Kagome uh, the holes in a basket uh, the yeah a hexagon shape uh, a star of David a pregnant woman or a caged bird or as it's used in the story literally the uh, phrase circle you mm-hmm. yep. uh, which is uh, I'm sure that the multiple meanings is intended is is intended of course uh, it's it's just uh I don't know it's weird that the neither of the stories really mentions any of the lyrics of the the song except of course the eponymous Kagome Kagome um and I feel like that was a missed opportunity um well actually assuming that this was uh creepypasta that generates from Japan itself, uh, I think it'd kind of be the same thing as if someone came up to you and was like, oh yeah, they played Ring Around the Rosie with this guy and then they ate out his eyeballs or whatever. Like, Yeah, he, I guess that's... Yeah, it's sort of like, uh, like you know, you assume that the person reading the thing has heard of Ring of the Rosie, or Ring Around the Rosie and then you have to assume that someone from Japan has heard of Kagome Kagome and it's sort of like... Yeah, a, I guess... <laughs> No, go ahead. Oh no, 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 I was just saying like it's it's kind of implied that you know what uh what the the story behind it is or what the lyrics are or what the process of playing the game is. Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, my assumption was uh that this this bad creepypasta version was written by some I don't know, someone on 4chan who really likes anime. Uh Yeah, that's I mean, that's probably like the the heavily Americanized version. 
where you have, you know, ten separate su- subsections about different <laughs> well, Nazi war well, okay. trades. Also, Russia apparently chilling out with uh, the Nazis during World War II. Totally. Yeah. That, <laughs> that killed it for me. Like, it, it was already enough of a stretch that the Nazis would have to go all the way to Japan to find people to do experiments on uh, when they were literally putting, like, 12 million people into camps and doing experiments on them anyway. Uh, so, I don't know. that I bought that stretch, but as soon as they were, like, they uh, commissioned some Russian scientists, I'm like, alright, hold on a second. <laughs> well, I mean, technically you could argue, like, oh, um... Wasn't there a point at the war where they did uh, the point in the war where they didn't really have an issue with them until they broke some sort of treaty? Because originally it was uh, I can't <clears throat> all my like World War Two history stuff is like flying out the window. But I think there was a time before like early on in the war where they were supposedly on like not yeah. terrible terms. But like also it doesn't really matter. It's it's just like why that it doesn't make sense at all. It's like even if they were like not technically enemies why why would why yeah it says uh in this one that the experiments were performed in 1942 which i'm pretty sure was already uh, uh yeah they were deep in east eastern front time yeah oh uh, yeah uh yeah it's just uh <laughs> it's like a weird vague story all to get to the end part where it's like, okay, so now that you know all of that fake made-up history, uh, here's this spooky story where you go into the woods and the people are there, and if you... uh, Now, this part I kind of liked. They say if you... uh, The people will ask you to play a game, and the only way to get out of it is to say, "Uh, I don't understand. (laughs) Uh, Which makes sense, because there's a lot of there's a lot of Japanese ghost stories where it's like someone asks you a question and the only way to get out of it is to be like, uh, I'm sorry, I have to leave. <laughs> Uh, like, there's the one where it's, like, uh, there's, like, a toilet paper ghost, and they ask you if you want blue or red, and you have to say, I'm sorry, I don't want either one, and then the ghost leaves you alone. <laughs> but if you pick, if you, if you pick blue, it suffocates you, and if you pick red, it cuts you up. Uh, but if you just say no thank you, it goes away. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then there's, there's that one, there's, like, a woman who got run over by a train, and she chases you, and she's like, do you think I'm, uh, I think I'm conflating, too. There's, like, an ugly woman, and she's like, do you think I'm beautiful? And you have to say, I don't have an opinion to make her leave. (laughs) You have to catch the ghost in a logical paradox in order to blow it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like a a common trope uh, with Japanese ghost stories, is the only way to like, defeat them, is to just be like, "Mm, uh, I choose neither answer. Uh, Because in this case, if you say yes, then you have to play the game, uh, which you probably will lose. And if you say no, then they slam the door on you, and you get confronted by uh, your worst fear, which the example they give is Akomanto or the Rake. Now, I know the Rake is another creepypasta, but I don't know what Akomanto is. Uh, Is that something either of you are familiar with? Oh, God. What is it? How do you spell it? Uh... Oh, here it is. Ah, ah, oh, sorry, Aka Manto. Got it. Uh, red cape. It's a Japanese urban legend. Oh yeah, this is the this is the toilet ghost. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> Uh, I don't think that, like, this is, this, this ghost haunts stalls of public restrooms. I don't think that it would, also apparently uh, children's be games. at the end of a hallway. 
Yeah, like, what? what is it going to do? Like, standing at the end of the hallway, it's going to be like, hey, do you want some toilet paper? Well, like, what? You see the circle they form around you is similar to the circle inside of a it, toilet. It's like a toilet. So, yeah. they're, what it represents is that they're flushing you down the toilet that the ghost finds you in, uh... And then, who was that? The hell toilet. <laughs> hell toilet, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh... Oh, man, I really like mm, Japanese urban legends. They're all... Uh, there's just, like, commonalities among them that we do not have. Uh, like, our ghost stories are all, like, someone died, and now they're haunting their old house. Uh, and Japanese ghost stories, for the most part, are, like, uh, there's a demon in this perfectly normal place, and it tries to trick you. Uh, and I, I like that a lot. Uh, but this doesn't... Mm, these, I guess, uh, in the bad version, these are ghosts. Uh, of some kind, because they clearly have supernatural powers. Uh, also, weird, the, um, they're like, yeah, we definitely got the procedure to work, and they don't say how they know. <laughs> yeah. Right, because it's not like, I mean, it's not like they stuck around to see if they actually age. They're just like, yeah, it, we did it. Yeah, four months is yeah, enough time but- to tell whether or not someone will live to be infinity years old. That's that's how you tell. Yeah, they're just like, oh, these children—they're fine. <laughs> like, what? How do you? Well, these you know? these children just, like didn't took a piece Benjamin of their brain Button. out. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. These children uh, it's didn't just like Benjamin they took Buttons. a piece of their brain out. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. Like they didn't instantly age into nothing, <laughs> but like, mm, I guess it did work according to the ghost story. <laughs> okay, but my <sighs> thing is, if it did work. Like if it did, if it did work, then why why aren't there like a bunch of like immortal like German people running around? <laughs> like why didn't they take this back to the country and be like, hey, we did it? Um, you kind of yeah. you're kind of weird after, but I mean, you'll never die, so that's great, right? Yeah, like the only thing they know for sure is that uh, they managed to make a bunch of people comatose. <laughs> Oh, that was uh, the other uh, thing, because they go to sleep, every time they go to sleep, they go into a coma, and they literally have to electroshock them awake. Yeah, it's really, uh, they're like, yeah, we succeeded, except for all these, like, obvious, uh, bad things that are bad, and <laughs> they're not, they're not good, but, uh, we, we definitely won, we totally succeeded. You're also definitely uh, immortal. Yeah, for sure. No, no problems at all. Uh, I, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a difficult one to criticize. Uh, I want to switch over to the good, the good version, actually, because this one I did like. Uh, it has the same thing, but without a bunch of, uh, a bunch of the, like, bad writing and extra parts. Like, they don't mention anything about, uh, uh, Russia, um, or, uh, it doesn't say, it says, it just says that it seems that they achieved success, not they were like, uh, it, it worked, definitely. They're just like, well, I guess it worked, she seems fine. <laughs> uh, The kids aren't it, dead and like, we took out part of their brain. Yeah, it does a better job of describing that the kids are, like, creepy afterwards, and it says, like, the end of the war it was shut down, and then later it says, uh, the, this is the, the, 
better part. The abandoned orphanage is still standing, but locals steadfastly refuse to come anywhere near it. Uh, that's, that's better, um, uh, than the other one where it's more like instructional. It's more like, okay, here's what you do if you want to get <laughs> murdered by a bunch of ghosts. First, you go into the woods and then you antagonize them. <laughs> like, what? That's, that's the thing. There's no payoff. They're like, okay, here's how you do this. And it's like, okay, why would you want to do that though? Like, usually when there's like creepy pastas with instructions it's so that you can ultimately like get something despite the high risk of the the terrible like summoning satan bullshit you're gonna do but in this one it's just like i guess it's supposed to be like a, a thrill-seeking adrenaline rush kind of thing but also it's it, it, it literally is just like every time you go in you'll probably die no tara you get yeah. the best gift of all a child's laughter <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's it's certainly a strange one cuz it um uh, I don't think we've covered any of the instructional ones on here, but like uh I heard about one where it's you have to uh you summon a ghost that like opens all of the doors and containers in your house and if you close all of them by uh a certain number of hours before midnight you get like a certain type of wish granted uh and that that makes sense like yeah sure risk reward but this is just like all right here's what you do uh which is why i like the uh second version better cuz it's just like here's what the locals say uh about why you shouldn't go out there, uh, and it gives us the nice little catchphrase if you flinch, you lose. Uh, which uh, I've been struggling lately to get. I usually like to finish the episodes with a nice little spooky line from the the story, and I've, I haven't been able to find one for a bunch of episodes, but I'm glad I have one this time. Uh, I guess we'll get into spookiest parts. Uh, Tara, what's the spookiest part of this story to you? Um, I guess... <laughs> I, I, I guess it's probably definitely, like, in the better version of it, probably definitely the end where they're talking about, um, you know, oh, if, if you, if you go, people that have gone there talk about their faces being transformed and they're inhuman, like, when talking about the kids they see, and there's the part where they were like, Several others who explored the area have never returned, and they're like, I guess they lost. I don't know. I guess, I guess that's the creepiest part for me. I mean, like, I guess what they were trying to do was make the, all the, like, experimentation on children and, like, Nazi occult scientist thing scary, but because it's so unbelievable, it didn't really, like, resonate with me. So, yeah, I, I guess the summary is the scariest part for me, the summary as far as, like, what it is today. Yeah. Nicole, what about you? <laughs> Uh, I like how they kind of turned the concept of Ring Around the Rosie sort of in reverse. Like, Ring Around the Rosie is obviously about the Black Death, and that's a really horrifying thing turned into a children's game. Whereas with this, they turned a children's game that, as far as I'm aware, is not intrinsically horrifying, uh, and turned it into a very scary thing. Uh, and that kind of, like, playing off of the idea of children being innocent, doing this innocent children's game, uh, and then uh, making you be disappeared forever uh if you play it with them uh that's kind of terrifying yeah i uh i think my spookiest part is probably uh the just yeah the idea that there are a bunch of immortals uh living in an abandoned orphanage in the woods who've like gone insane <laughs> uh and again, I really like that line. The uh, if you if you flinch, you lose. Uh, but yeah, the switch. I I like the. I, it didn't even occur to me the flipping around. Uh, 
Yeah, it's because I guess the children's song is kind of innocent. It doesn't, the Wikipedia page doesn't seem to indicate that it has any sort of sinister origin. Uh, uh, but it, it's like, there's one where it's like, it's about a convict about to be executed, but like, that all seems to be interpretations of what it means, not like it's about a, uh, a historical event. Mm. Anyway, that's, uh, that's. I think that's all we have to say about Kagome Kagome, right? Any final thoughts on that? No. This is the incredible <laughs> origin story of famous Marvel comic book character Venom, and I thought that was really important, according to the Wikipedia. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we mentioned that on the uh, after we started the episode, but yeah, the bad version on Creepypasta Wiki uh, mentions that the Russian scientists who came to help were working on something called Project Venom, <laughs> and that this was the this was the uh, likely the inspiration for the Marvel character Venom, but they give no explanation for why it would be uh, <laughs> at all. They're just like, yeah, it was because it's the word Venom. <laughs> uh yeah it's 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 mm, very strange uh yeah that's gonna do it for this episode um do y'all have anything to plug tara uh where I, can where can the people find you if they want to the only thing i really have online is a tumblr it's called uh oyasumi aiko uh that's o-y-a-s-u-m-i-a-i-k-o and it's well, it's it's like cute stuff and or vor because sometimes it's vor that's cute and then sometimes it's just cute stuff and then sometimes it's vor. Yay! <laughs> uh, and Cole, what about you? Please tell me where Dratini spawn in New York. I don't mail me, send what? me a paper mail of where Dratini spawn in New York. That's all I have to ask. Hello. Oh, you can't hear me now? Hello? Uh, I just lost you for a couple seconds there. I heard, please tell me where, and then nothing. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I'll, I'll try this again. Three, two, one. I tell me where Dratini spawned in New York. Send me a paper mail to uh, <laughs> not not my actual address. Uh, just throw a piece of paper into the air with uh, where Dratini spawned in New York, and somehow it will magically appear on my front doorstep. Yeah, put it, uh, put it at a Pokestop on the northeast corner of Central Park, uh, near the, uh, Mao's vegetarian food stand. Perfect. Uh, and Cole, Cole will go find it there. Uh, <laughs> I assume that there's at least three Pokestops on each side of that thing. Uh, cause it's New York. Everything is a, uh, what you call it? Landmark. Yes. Yep. Oh, oh man, is that Ghostbusters building a Pokestop? Should be. Oh man, that's a wasted opportunity on the uh, the part of the people promoting Ghostbusters. That sucks. Yeah, they should be like, we'll put a special Gengar there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, y'all can find me at the usual places. It's uh, weaponizedlanguage.com, where you can listen to this show on every Thursday, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can listen to my Pokemon podcast and every Tuesday, except for this past Tuesday, because there was a miscommunication. Well, nope, this is coming out in a couple weeks. Never mind. Uh, on Tuesday, you can listen to Seeing Reddit, except for some Tuesdays when we forget to edit or upload it. Uh, that's all. Uh, remember, if you flinch, you lose. <laughs>